This podcast is made possible in part by patrons like you. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash binge movies. The cold-blooded champion and the only hope wage war once more. The fury of beach brawl must be contained and the odds even in the first ever digital steel cage match. Brace yourself for the fallout. Everybody to fall out. Tensions could not be higher coming off of Beach Brawl. Let's take you back to several weeks ago when the Iceman and Lady Wan faced off. D.W. Lundberg chose Casablanca once more against Lady Wan and the Shawshank Redemption. The match erupted in controversy when D.W. Lundberg used an illegal maneuver by including a foreign argument belonging to Megan Kearns. Our listeners commented on Twitter at Binge Movies and demanded a disqualification. It was decided that both movies and competitors would advance in the Eliminator Gauntlet. This brings us to today. This contest will take place in the first ever Digital Steel Cage Match. No outside influence as only our patrons will get to decide who wins based on strength of the film and strength of argument. The winning competitor and film will advance to the final round of the Gauntlet and get one step closer to the vault. Our current entries in the vault include 1978's Halloween, Terminator 2, Aladdin, Parasite, Toy Story, The Winter Soldier, Men in Black, Saving Private Ryan, Ghostbusters, and the original 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street. You can decide by becoming a patron today at patreon.com slash binge movies. Now to our competitors. First, our challenger, representing the shortlist. She learned to never back down at the University of Florida. (laughs) She puts the shine in the Sunshine State. Her laugh is an assault on cynicism, but her true prowess is film criticism. Her dog is named after Charlotte, North Carolina! She is the Lady One! Just keep that laugh going for the next five minutes. That's great. (laughs) Now, the champion, representing the guest list. tundra of Exegol, he finds your love of Marvel disturbing. <laughs> Here to initiate an Order 66 on your childhood. <gasps> he is strong with the snark side. You're reigning, defending, world's last movie standing champion, D.W. Lundberg! 
boy. Many of your guests say I come here just for the intros. Yeah, man. <laughs> the hype is unmatched. <laughs> let's just end it right here. Yeah, let's go out on a high. <laughs> no controversy. <laughs> well, Lady Juan, you are the challenger. You're returning off after much controversy here in this digital steel cage match, the first ever in film criticism, and dare I say the first ever in world history. But you will be defending my short list, which includes Shrek, David Cronenberg's The Fly, Silent Hill, Looper, and Night of the Living Dead. And of course, you also have the option of continuing to defend the Shawshank Redemption because you and that film moved on to the next uh, uh, the next event here in Last Movie Standing, which is yeah. Fallout. <sighs> D.W. Lundberg, you are returning for the third time as the reigning defending <laughs> champion of the world's Last Movie Standing. You have Casablanca in your pocket since Last Movie Standing, uh, uh, the first one of this year for season 6.1. You also have the option of moving away from Casablanca and shifting over to Shrek 2, Videodrome, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, Looper, or Day of the Dead. Yep. How are we feeling going into uh, uh, this last movie, Standing Folks, here in a digital steel cage? <laughs> a little tired. <laughs> a bit excited. Always excited to talk with uh, you fine people about these movies. Uh, but yeah, uh, controversy aside, I just want to say who thought uh, that a movie about Nazis and a movie about prison rape would have brought such <laughs> you know, controversy, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a prognosticator of anything, so. And whoever would have thought we'd find ourselves here for an event we're calling Fallout on the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Jesus! <laughs> That's why I'm seeing all these 9-11 tributes on Twitter. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Whose 9-11 will it be this year, folks? Will it be a 9-11 for the Lady Juan or 9-11 for D.W. Lundberg? Will the towers of D.W. Lundberg come tumbling down? Oh, no. Oh, no. Are we separated enough? <laughs> Are, I, Jason seems to think so. <laughs> We are a person of legal age away from the actual thing. I, I, you know. <laughs> oh. My prediction will be, in this steel cage match, there will be blood. Mm. Oh. oh, God. So that is my prediction going into this. But first, I mean, what is more apropos when we're talking about steel cages and blood than first cut? Lady Wan, let's start with you. Let's start with the guest list. You yeah. have six films to defend. You're only going to cut three here. Yes. What are the first three films straight off the bat that you're cutting that do not make the cut? Okay. My first cut is Silent Hill. Um, I just, I need to explain that I took an edible halfway through this movie <laughs> and it was the worst mistake of my life. <laughs> Um, it hit right when Alyssa started telling her story and it was an absolutely horrifying experience. Do not recommend that is that film is gone. It's being cut. I was going to say of all the movies to take an edible during, that's not the oh, one. No, and it was a body high too. So I was oh, just no. like internalizing all of the violence I was watching. It was horrible. Don't do that. 
Yeah, don't do that. Don't I almost do took, that. I almost took an edible during video drum. I can't imagine. Oh. No, <laughs> what is wrong with you people? What is wrong with you people? I I thought the movie was almost over and it would kick in afterwards, and time slowed to a crawl, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a very, either one of those would be an awful experience. So okay, yeah. so, uh, so Silent Hill is gone. What's your next deletion? My next cut is Looper. Um, mm. It was a really fun movie, and it was dark and twisted. And it has good performances, and it's worth a watch. But it's just not vault worthy, and that's what we're talking about here. Hmm. Okay, and your final cut is. Uh, my last cut is The Fly. Um, oh, God. I know. I know. As much as I appreciate any film that in any way supports a woman's right to choose, um, I do have to cut this movie. I, I w- just I have to say good things about it, though. I love mm. the classic style score, paying homage to the original 50s horror film. It's not gross just for gross sake. It's mm. horrifying, but yeah. not in an exploitive way. It's a tragic story that has that time to breathe because they do the time jumps. Um, yeah. It's really good, but again, like the vault, I take this very, very seriously, and it just doesn't make the vault cut for me. All right, Lady One coming in hot. Pro 911, pro fetal murder, DW Lundberg. I I gotta take a minute. This is (laughs) this is overwhelming. Yeah, I, th- I think we're all in agreement on the fly, right? I think we've had conversations about it's, you know, it's not, I like what you said, Lady One, it's not just gore for yeah. gore's sake. There's a point yeah. behind it, which it yeah. took me yeah. years or maybe decades to settle on that. But, you know, watching uh, a loved one deteriorate, I think it, uh, you know, it really hits all all those those points. And so, yeah, the fly is yeah. a great one. D- but- yep. All right, Lundberg, let's go move on to the guest list in your first cut. What is the first film on the guest list that you say is not worthy of defense? Well, let me ask, does this mean Looper's also cut from my list? No. No. Okay. okay. Well, let's go with the first. I'm going to, let's let's start, let's, again, why do they keep making movies out of video games? I don't understand. Like, it, <laughs> especially since so many of these video games are so cinematic. Like, even yeah, back, back in my- Yeah, they're already N- there. Yeah, back in my NES days, like, what I loved about, like, Ninja Gaiden 2, which was my favorite game back then, is the cut scenes were so movie-ish. And I was like, how yeah, easy would yep. it be to make this into a movie? They just can't do it. Like, the only movies they're able, like, <laughs> is to maybe kind of have the idea of playing a video game. Like, uh, I think the raid does a good job of that. It's like you're trying to fight your way up a tower or something like that. Obviously, yeah, right. Being facetious, but 1917 kind of does that because it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> it's one whole shot, and then you like meet a boss or whatever, and then you move on. Yeah, to next so, challenge. Yeah, so next Laura challenge. Croft, even though like your conversation with the uh, pre-spoken uh, about Megan, even though I, I think uh, Angelina Jolie is a perfect fit for that, and obviously she's we're all in agreement she's a gorgeous woman. Uh, that's the only thing the movie has going for. What is that scene where she's like bouncing around her her flat with and like on like ropes, like bungee cords? Like what the hell? Like, yeah. What is like she's fighting a robot, Lundberg. Try to keep up. Oh my god! Yeah. So I can't even. <laughs> yeah. So let's just cut these video games. I just I don't understand why they keep making them. They're just they can't. All right, Laura Croft is in the shit can. What what else you got? Okay, let's. Um, I'm gonna have to cut Day of the Dead. Um, <laughs> Richard Jackson. Oh god. <laughs> Heartbroken because (laughs) plea that this is the best of Romero's original Dead trilogy. Uh, Lundberg comes in immediately and says, 
It's in Florida, just like Lady Juan, so it stinks. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of heartbroken to learn. I think I, I wrote you, uh, Jason. It's like, oh, this is the one that I'm going to – I can't. I can't. But this is like – I think Day of the Dead is uh, – you guys appreciate this. It's the Dark Knight Rises of that trilogy. It's like it tries to bite up more than it can – and I'm yeah. a – you guys know I'm a big fan of The Dark Knight Rises. I know it, it's got problems, right? But it's just it tries to bite off more than it can chew, and it just doesn't. It's not a stream. Honestly, Lundberg, the only problems that it has is the plot, the acting, <laughs> the <laughs> only, the only problem, the the A to B of it all, uh, yeah. all the machinations of every single character, yeah. where the characters start, where the characters end, and everything that happens in the middle. Yeah. Other than that, it's a great film. Yeah. It's, <laughs> So, but I could apply that same logic to Day of the Dead, and so I can't, I can't defend that one as much as I, I don't know, I just can't. It's like a pretender. To Honestly, I think Day of the Dead has a better open than Dark Knight Rises because it's the first time we see the zombie apocalypse in Florida. Yeah, and the, the, the completely, the completely dead town, yeah. and like the partially like like the gators have literally just run amok and they're just like walking down the streets <laughs> right, right? and everything's become swampy. And like even the zombies at this, even the zombies at this point are, are so masticated that they, they're not even really zombies anymore. They're barely able to move. That's yeah. how bleak the world's gotten. And even it's an apocalypse, even for the zombies. Yeah. I think it's a here. very strong and evocative opening yeah. and nothing else in the movie really catches up with that. Yeah. So Interesting ideas. Really it's just, kind of a, a jumble so yeah let's let's kick that one out of there so oh yeah. and, and then my last choice i'm gonna have to cut video drone um oh god it's uh, the fly was my favorite of those the fly is one of my favorite movies just because of how personal i take it and, and i remember what like when i was starting to watch a lot of movies i remember liking video drone back in the day i think i watched that the fly and dead ringers around the same time and so i was impressed holy by shit <laughs> you were just like yeah. fuck all my shit up. <laughs> that's right but watching it again this time even though i appreciated like james woods appreciated it, it's kind of like it, this time it was like this is like what um blowout would be <laughs> you know if if cronenberg mm. directed it it's like a, a conspiracy thriller but with like gore and body horror and stuff i just it, and kink lots, lots of kink. Of, yeah you, you're right uh the conversation uh you had with paul it feels very pornographic which is that's i don't mind that it, it feeds the point i just yeah. think I, i'm never gonna watch this again if, if you you know if you're talking about vault worthy like all the movies in the vault yeah. i would watch in a second like this one i yeah. i'm fine i've seen it twice and i've got everything i need out of i don't need to see that ever i don't need to see the stomach vagina <laughs> You know, so uh, so that that one's that ah. makes one of us, buddy. That makes one of us. <laughs> Listen, Lumberg, if your face appeared on a console TV saying, "Come to me, Jason," come to me, Jason, undulating, I would, I would definitely do it. Oh yeah, yeah. And if the TV started to great to grow veins like a penis, it become more and more undulating and pulsating. And then it penetrated my my stomach, leaving me with nothing but a vagina that guns came out of and VHS tapes went into. I would be here for it. And I'm so glad I didn't have to watch that one. Oh, my you're God. so glad you didn't watch that one fucking stoned. <laughs> yeah, that would honest. I swear to you, had you watched Videodrome uh. on a mind or body high, you'd be fucked up for the rest of your life. Because the movie is so disturbing. You could be stone cold sober and it will freak you the fuck out. Mm. There's a disturbing, gross. gross, pornographic film. It's I just gone. happened. 
I happen to love, but now it's gone. <laughs> Kick to the curb, video drum. Get out. Kick to the curb in the shit can. Now it's time to move on to our done or Deloise coin flip. Our patrons say that we have got two patron saints here at Binge Movies. <laughs> character actor Kevin Dunn, a.k.a. Milt England from Ghostbusters 2, and some kind of character in Veep. I don't know. He's also the dad of Transformers. Uh, the Shia LaBeouf versions. And Deloise, who is the patron saint of comedy and flavor. Remember, he used those flavor saver Ziploc bags. He is the patron saint of comedy and flavor. He, he keeps things preserved. Um, we're going to go with you, Lady Juan. You're going to get the coin flip here, as you are our guest. Heads is done. Tails is Deloise, because Dom Deloise was dragging a wagon. Uh, I'm going to flip here. Call it in the air. One, two, three, go. Tails. Always tails. It's heads! It's Kevin Dunn! <laughs> Which, Lundberg, you get to choose between two advantages. You get to choose between either first word, last word, which means you get the opening argument and you get the final arguments for our audience listening at home, and especially our patrons, because this is a digital still cage match, so you're going to want to appeal directly to them since they are the only people able to vote. Once again, folks, if you want to be a vote to decide which movie moves forward to the next round of the Eliminator Gauntlet for season six of Binge Movies, where whoever wins this is going to face our final boss of the season. You can only do that at patreon.com slash binge movies. Uh, so you get to choose between the first word, last word, uh, Lundberg, or first pick, which means you get the first selection of your film. You've got three films left. You've got Casablanca and whatever the fuck else. So <laughs> what... What are you going to pick, Lundberg? Are you going to go first and last, or are you going to get your choice of film? Why change tradition? <laughs> That's my third time. Let's just stick with first word, last word. Okay, so you're going to go first word, last word, which means, Lady Wan, you're going to get first pick. Lady Wan, what is your first pick of a film? My first pick is Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Night of the Living Dead, which means Shawshank Redemption is eliminated from cinematic history. So you go on and stamp your form, Sonny, and stop wasting my time. Because I tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. What an upset! Oh my god! <laughs> D.W. Lundberg, first word, first word, last word. What's your final cut? What's the movie you're going to be defending? And what other two films are to be deleted from cinematic history? Um, just like Lady Wan said, first of all, Looper's great, but it's not vault worthy. I'm just, I think there are other time travel movies. We already have Terminator Two in that vault. We don't need another time travel thing to make our eyes go cross-eyed. So that one's out. And the other one, you know, Shrek 2 is, it's my favorite Shrek, but it's not, it's, I don't want a, a movie in the vault that's going to have pop culture references from 20 years ago. Like that's already, you know, we're already dating it. So we got to kick Shrek 2 mm -hmm. out. So I'm I, I just looking at this list again, Jason, I wrote and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to go <laughs> Casablanca again. I just, I just don't think any of these other movies in this list stand, you know, represent what Casablanca represents. So. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Casablanca again against my. <laughs> Someone's got to go check on Claire. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> what are we gonna do? We gotta we gotta do a welfare check on Claire. Yeah. Like the Shreks are gone. Oh, out. <laughs> Shrek oh, has been eliminated from cinematic history. Good God Almighty. What are we gonna do? Claire, <laughs> please become a patron at patreon.com slash binge movies to get your revenge on DW Library. <laughs> she's brutal. Right, in her episode, word. wasn't she the one that said she would kill all men? I think that's she said that in an episode. <laughs> Yes, I, she was. I yes, didn't take did. that into consideration. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, right. So she, you already knew she had daggers out for you, so you might as well just... The bridge was already burned. What's a few more ashes on the pile? Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> Round one, opening arguments. The person with first word is given 90 seconds to make their uninterrupted case for their film. Then their opponent follows suit. 90 seconds are on the clock. You get to speak uninterrupted. This is you just making your opening argument. What is the case for Casablanca? The challenge for you, Lundberg, is you've done this twice already. We are going to need to hear something new from you. Folks, do you think he has it in him? We're about to find out. 90 seconds on the clock. Lundberg, go! You know, that's what it comes down to. I was, I was almost at a juice here. I couldn't figure out what exactly new I was going to say. The last two times I had an entire paragraph prepared. I can't, I can't do that this time because I think I was appealing to the film scholar and everybody. And that's just, it's, that's just not what it comes down to when it comes to voting. It comes down to your heart. And when I was looking at it, Casablanca still has my heart. Uh, I was, again, I think the thing here is it's heartbreaking is people don't give Casablanca enough of a chance. I think it's so old and people have seen it. They, and it was the same thing when I heard uh, Megan talk about it. I was like, well, maybe I'll give this one another chance. And from then I've, I've watched Casablanca four times since, since that first uh, uh, viewing. And so I just think it, it's the pinnacle of the Hollywood system. It does everything right. It's while they think there are deeper, more stylish films, this is the one that if you're going to make a movie, you want to make this. This is the pinnacle. I mean, every scene has its own treasures. There's an acting flourish, a quintessential line of dialogue that's fed into our movie consciousness uh, by osmosis. There's some subtle use of visual language. Um, Curtis wasn't, Michael Curtiz wasn't the flashiest directors, but he, you know, he believed that the camera should be motivated by character, not the other way around. And so we have cushions in characters' faces when they're making crucial decisions. We have light on Laszlo's face. We have light and shadow across Rick and Ilse's faces through, for their personal prisons. The most, the thing I love about Casablanca, though, is its humanity. The idea that we all have within ourselves the capacity to stand up what's right. That's why it's universal, even 80 days after the fact. I love, I love Casablanca. All right, right down to the wire. Well done, Lundberg. Letty Wan, opening argument is over to you. Are you ready? God, I think so. <laughs> 90 seconds of the clock. Go. Night of the Living Dead is a horror masterpiece and one of the most influential, influential horror movies of all time, and we have to preserve it in the vault. It was shot in black and white because it was only a $100,000 budget, and people had color TVs at home, so it was a huge risk, and yet still became one of the biggest films of its time. It grossed $30 million around the world, which is a quarter of a billion dollars today for an independent movie. Uh, it was one of the last films to come out before the MPAA system, meaning an entire generation of kids in the late 60s, shout out to my dad, got to see this movie, even though they definitely should not have been watching it. Um, <laughs> it presents as your usual drive-in flick. It's spooky and eerie. 
but it keeps going and it becomes not scary in a fun way, but absolutely terrifying. It feels real. You're in real sets. The camera is in the midst of the action. It feels like it's actually happening. The news footage adds to the realism of it. It is the bridge from our old school monster movies to the new age of horror. We don't have our entire genre the way it is now without this movie. And I need to talk about our hero, Ben. Uh, played by Dwayne Jones, he's pragmatic, he's reasonable, he's strong-willed. He never makes those stupid horror movie mistakes. You're not yelling at him for doing things a, a real person wouldn't do. He is you watching this movie. Dwayne Jones is a black man playing the lead role in a movie that has nothing to do with race in 1968. He's simply the best actor for the role, according to Romero. And watching this with modern eyes, you can't feel help but feel like Ben is level-headed and capable in a world of chaos. Out of violence. time, out of time. <laughs> Round two, rebuttals. The person with the first pick is given 90 seconds to critique their opponent's argument. Then, their opponent follows suit. You get a chance for rebuttal. This is a snake debate format. You're going to open up our next round. 90 seconds for rebuttals. You get 90 seconds uninterrupted to critique D.W. Lundberg's opening argument in his film. Are you ready? Yes. 90 seconds on the clock and go. I have to start off by saying the Casablanca is a very good movie. Nobody is here to argue that it is not a very good movie. What I am here to argue is that it is not vault worthy. Um, I have to start off critiquing the performance of our leading man. It's by no means the best of bogey. Um, he's great in the scenes with Ilsa. The rest of the time he's flat and seems pretty bored. And when he's supposed to be drunk, it's really laughable and cheesy. Um, Again, the, the direction is fine. Um, I don't believe it's Oscar worthy, even though it did win. And um, it doesn't feel lived in. It doesn't feel like a real place. It doesn't feel like these are real people. It feels like a set. It feels like a stage play. It feels a little cold, um, especially compared to Night of the Living Dead, where you're in the midst of the action. The camera is in there with the actors. It feels real. Um, again, I have to point out that we don't know anything that we really need to know about Ilsa. She's a character that exists only to drive Rick's story. Um, her story, a young, a young woman married to a freedom fighter who thinks she's become a widow, uh, falls in love with a deeply non-political American who thinks she's going to run away and get away from all this and then finds out her husband is alive and has to go back to her duty to humanity. That's a hell of a story. Where's that seconds. movie? I want to watch Ilsa's movie. I'm not. I'm not feeling Rick's story. And out of time. I wish Very I could well have had done. those ten seconds that I didn't need for my first argument. <laughs> <laughs> that is the trial and tribulation of last movie standing. It's a struggle. All right, man. ninety seconds for a rebuttal, Lundberg. You can rebut uninterrupted uh, anything the lady Juan has said thus far. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go. So we're talking about Casablanca being not vault worthy. Again, I think while I think there are deeper, more stylish films, like I said, this movie is the epitome of what movies want to be. I mean, when they were making it, it correct, it's made on studio sets. Correct, it feels like a stage play. That's how all the movies felt around this time. That's just the nature of the beast. It's just the time that it was made. It's the same thing, and I hate saying it. I hate saying it. I do wish that Ilsa was more of a character. 
Um, but that is also emblematic of its time. If you're talking about putting something in the vault, it needs to represent what the movie was about at the time it was released. Um, so Ilsa, I think even though she doesn't have a lot of agency, she's there as a, I think she works as a symbol. Like she's there to be the way that Bergman looks everybody up and down, the way she looks Bogart and dresses him and paints his face and just is able to, to just embolden him. That's what you want in a partner. And so I think even though she doesn't have a lot of agency, it does kind of embolden her, like emboldens all the characters to be better. She's the instigator to make everybody better. Um, I think the direction, again, not Oscar worthy. What's, what's Oscar worthy? I have no idea. Like sometimes a director will win for, for hardly any direction. Sometimes they'll win for the most direction. I just think that Curtis, he made like 90 movies under the Warner Brothers banner. He was able, he had this down to a science. He knew what to do. He knows where to place the camera. Ten seconds. Again, it's not the flashiest of things. And going back to Bogart, yeah, it's not his best, but I think it's his most emblematic. This is the one that made him a star and made the rest of his career. Out of time. Lundberg hitting those time cues. My God. <laughs> Round three, cross-examinations. The person with first word will be given 90 seconds to directly question their opponent. The opponent can respond during this time. Then their opponent follows suit. All right. It is time for cross-examination. 90 seconds. Lundberg, it is a snake debate, so you get to go again. Here you get to go. You're given 90 seconds to directly question the Lady Wan. The Lady Wan can respond during these direct questions. My advice to both of you is Put everything Jeopardy style in the form of a question. Direct them as questions. This is not a time for grandstanding and hot dogging, goddammit. <laughs> this is a time for question asking and uh, a response from uh, two opponents. So, Lundberg, 90 seconds are on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Go. Lady Wan, because of the low budget, do you think that aside from Dwayne Jones, do you think that any of these other actors are Oscar-worthy performances? Are they good? I think the performances in Night of the Living Dead are, Dwayne Jones is outstanding and everybody else is pretty good. Um, it's We're working on, it, this is an absolutely, truly independent film. Um and the characters are serving their role. And I would argue that the majority of them are sort of uh, just kind of outlines of characters. And then uh, Ben is our audience uh, surrogate, essentially. So everybody else kind of pales in comparison to the person who you are associating yourself with. We're all our main character in our own story. And that's kind of what's happening in that movie. Okay, next question. Night of the Living Dead is unquestionably the movie that started this whole zombie genre. But... Do you think it is the best zombie movie ever made? Are there better zombie movies out there than Night of the Living Dead? Does the black and white, too, fully encapsulate what the gore makeup really is about? Does it capture that? I think it does. I think the fact that this movie is in black and white, um, which some would say the vault needs a black and white movie. I don't, I don't know who would say that. Um, but I think I Ten think seconds. the fact that this movie is um, lets you really focus on the fear and the terror and not get bogged down in um, just sort of like shock factor, but actual fear and not just shock. Okay, out of time. Lady Juan, it's your time to turn the tables on D.W. Lundberg and cross-examine him. Are you ready? 90 seconds on the clock. Yes. Go. Um, what would you change about Casablanca? 
I would add a few more things with Ilsa, but again, it's not Ilsa's story. If you want that story about her with the resistance fighters, that's a whole different movie. The story, it does focus on Bogart. So even though I would add some additional things, she does have that scene where she is pissed at him in the, in the mart and he's trying to apologize. So she does have some agency. She's not a, a pushover, but I would definitely add some more scenes of her deciding on her own fate. Okay, so just so we're on record here is you would change something about Casablanca. So cool, thank you. Um, yeah, every movie. So I change something my, about every movie. <laughs> <laughs> my next question here is as far as what you said before is representing the time the movie was released. Um, and that's kind of why Ilsa's just not her own person. Um, now, why do you think that Night of the Living Dead was not hampered by presenting our, our hero, Ben, as... Uh, a, a different kind of person and other that wouldn't be associated with the audience in uh, predominantly white America in 1968 in the midst of the civil rights movement. Why do you think that this movie wasn't hampered by having to represent the time it was released? Well, in a way it does. I think at the end when he shot, that is a, well, it kind of is the opposite. It's like race. It doesn't matter when it comes down to it, but that, that is a very, but again, I think it's because Dwayne Jones was an educated person. He was able to invest a lot of stuff in Romero. This movie was done under the wire. So there was no microscope. There's no haze code to attack it. So I think that is a very, it's able to do more things. That's why it was able to get away with the gore. At a time. At a time. At a time. Round four. Closing arguments. The person with first pick will be given 60 uninterrupted seconds to make their appeal directly to you, the audience, for your vote on the basis of their movie's worthiness of preservation for all time, even beyond the end times. All right, Liddy Wan, you have 60 uninterrupted seconds to make your appeal directly to our voting body. Again, listeners, if you want to vote which movie moves on in our Eliminator Gauntlet to face the final boss, you can only do it at patreon.com slash binge movies. Join today, patreon.com slash binge movies. Liddy Wan, 60 seconds on the clock, uninterrupted. Are you ready? No, but let's go. All right, and go. Okay, I have to finish my first argument. Um, you can't help but feel like Ben is surviving and Ben is like continuing on and he does survive the ghouls. And it's probably because he has always been in a world of fear and violence versus all the white people in the movie have no fucking idea what to do. Um, when he does finally get killed at the end by the sheriff, it takes the wind out of your sails. It's haunting. It's perfect. Um, right now, the vault has Disney, Pixar, Marvel, 80s and 90s classic with the Ghostbusters, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, a war film, a foreign film, a sci-fi comedy, and two slasher classics. <sighs> what this vault needs is an independent film. And we do have horror in the vault right now, but this is not a fun slasher. We think we have a final girl? No. We think we have a pragmatic hero? Unlikely as ever in 1968 in our young black band, but no, he can't survive it's either. <laughs> it's quiet. It's eerie. It's bleak. It's dark. It's perfect for the vault. It upped the ante and paved the way for darker, more shocking horror, which influenced the entire genre forevermore. All right, out of time. E.W. Lundberg, I'm going to need the closing argument of the century from you. Do you have it in you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury? Do you think Lundberg has it in him? I believe in the ice cold, bloody, uh, uh, blood runs cold nature of Lundberg. Let's see if he's got it in him. Lundberg, 60 seconds on the clock. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Go. 
Again, I was once like you. Casablanca is not, you know, it wasn't didn't rank high on my list. But again, watching it, especially in today's kind of atmosphere, I just think it's the epitome of what movies can be. Like every character beat is perfect. Every line of dialogue is perfect. Like I said, every line, every scene has its own treasures. Uh, again, we need a black and white movie in there. I know Night of the Living Dead. I'm, I'm not going to disparage it. I love Night of the Living Dead. But it's representative of zombie movies. Casablanca is representative of all movies. If you're talking about survival, this movie is about survival. You can apply it. Looking at the other list that I was going to compete against, Casablanca can stand for any one of those messages. This movie is about standing up. It's about taking charge. The La, the La Marseillaise scene is the epitome of that. It's everybody standing up. That is probably the classic scene, I would say, in all of movie history. It's about standing up for what you believe is right. It's about not standing on the sidelines. That's true as today in the wars of fighting as where is the in the war in 1942. And done. All right, folks. The only place to vote for this digital steel cage match to determine who the winner is. It's in your hands. You can only vote on Patreon. Patreon.com slash binge movies. What this really comes down to, folks, is old Hollywood versus the new Hollywood. This comes down to the studio system versus the independent system, which was rising up in the 1960s. And that's why we do this. D.W. Lundberg says it's for, about heart. Lady Wan says it's about history. I say it's about both, but only you get to decide. You get to decide what has been the most influential and more important film to the history of film. Is it a representative of the old Hollywood system? Or is it the new, brash, innovative, uh, uh, evocative boundary crossing, New Hollywood? You get to decide only on Patreon, patreon.com slash binge movies. I'm going to thank both of our competitors here today. D.W. Lundberg, you are a reigning, defending, world last movie standing champion. We'll get to you last. Letty Wan, you are a returning competitor. <laughs> get your plugs in. What do you got going on and how do you feel about Last movie standing. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm wiped out, man. I'm going to need a nap after this. Uh, this was a thrill as always, though. Uh, I love the, the challenge of competition. And um, you can hear me argue uh, with more people uh, on my podcast. Screen Run, season three is coming any day now. Uh, season one is Kevin Smith movies. Season two is the Alien films. Um, so be sure to check it out. Uh, I think you'll recognize and enjoy a great number of our guests this season. D.W. Lundberg, you are the world's reigning, defending, last movie standing champion. You've gone to the well of Casablanca three times. Three times. Not an, not <laughs> an easy feat. No. By any means for any movie. Especially you've been up to some stiff competition. Where can we find you? What do you got going on when you're not trying to destroy <laughs> movies with... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> There's no point in me even talking right now. No, that's, that's fine. That's fine. So... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never said this any of this. The guess we have. I never said any of it. <laughs> You're such a shit, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, this, let's go for it. <laughs> despite all that, you can find me at Twitter at DW Lundberg again with Nostalgia Cast. We're just starting off our uh, fourth season. I know I said last time our third, I was mistaken. Again, like Lady One said, you might recognize a guest coming up here pretty quick. Um, but again, we're going to cover the movies of the 90s. I've been having a lot of uh, more positive feedback, and a lot of people are excited. We're going to have a lot of great guests. And the thing with Last Movie Standing, again, this is, I'm a stress case when it comes, <laughs> I don't think I've ever been more stressed than the three times. Jason, when you invited me on that first time, I was like, sure, let's go for it. And then I just, I didn't realize the hole that I dug for myself. <laughs> but again, it's, Lady Juan, your, uh, uh, just talking with you, like your confidence or maybe lack of confidence is mirrored mirrors my <laughs> confidence or lack of confidence and so again it's comforting just being able to come here and just it, it's a competition but i i've had a blast all three times each time i'm like yeah. i don't want to do this i'd rather kill myself <laughs> <laughs> but then going into it it's just i'm having a great time like you guys again you you lady one with screen run listening to your kevin smith episodes i'm just getting into the alien stuff it's like my brain gets going <laughs> just like with jason like I love activating my brain. I don't know how else to explain it. So even though, oh, even though this is my third time defending Casablanca, I don't know how. If I had to do this a fourth time, I don't know how I'm going to do it, man. I don't. <laughs> oh man. So I'm just I'm pulling for this movie this time. So, but either way, this is again, this has been a blast. It's been a great um, emotional, um, uh, intellectual kind of push. I like you said, I am exhausted. But uh, I'm going to have a good nap. I'm going to have a good nap. This is refreshing as always. Listeners, the power is in your hand, but only if you're a patron. Patreon.com slash binge movies. You get to decide. Does D.W. Lundberg make it to all four rounds of the gauntlet? Does Casablanca begin the year and end the year and make its way into the vault? Or will he and Casablanca be eliminated via upset? From a returning champion, the Lady One, coming back with a vengeance in a digital steel cage match for the first time ever in film criticism, in movie debate shows, in the power history of the internet, a digital steel cage match. It's going to be decided by you at patreon.com slash binge movies. It's the only place you'll be able to find the poll. Make sure you tune in next week right here at binge movies to, to find out who won Sign up today at patreon.com slash binge movies and we will find out what competitor and what movie moves on to the next and final round of season six last movie standing Eliminator Gauntlet series. Until next time, binge on. You can never survive in a world of casualty. Over-rose.